Welcome back to another episode of the Book Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things 20-somethings. I'm your host, Courtney Shalise, aka I'm Court2 on Instagram. That's I-M-C-O-U-R-T-T-O-O. Make sure that you follow as well as follow the podcast Instagram at theblow.up, T-H-E-B-L-O dot U-P. Oh, and make sure you turn on your post notifications for every single Sunday, new episodes drop at 12 p.m. On this beautiful Sunday, we are smoking on nothing. However, make sure you raise your blunt, your joint, your pen, edible, etc., etc. And today we're going to be affirming confidence. I am stronger than I think. There is nothing worthwhile to be afraid of. It's okay to fail because that's the road to success. I don't have to waste time on people whose company I don't enjoy. I create my destiny. And with that being said, so it is. Amen. New York, stand the fuck up. Now I'm just playing y'all, but oh my gosh, she was in New York. I was planning to record in New York, but honestly, I just did not have the bandwidth. I did not. I was so tired, and the free time that I did have, I went to just enjoy the city. Um, but next time I'm in New York, which is going to be in a week, didn't even realize how fucking close that was coming. I'll be recording. Um over there i think that's gonna be an experience it's something i really wanted to do so i'm kind of upset that i didn't but here we are here we are y'all i had the best time i'm so grateful for the experience so i went to new york um on wednesday and got back on friday so it was a cute little three-day trip and I have been talking about like doing another solo trip for so long because I, y'all know how I feel about solo trips. My last solo trip did everything for me. Um, this solo trip here, well, it really wasn't solo. I mean, I went out there solo, went around solo, but I was out there ultimately for an intern summit um, for Bloomberg in New York City one of the biggest newsrooms for business and finance in the fucking world call that international pussy okay i'm sorry <laughs> being a pussy how about i broke my tolerance break too honestly it was very intentional it was intentional it was not impulsive at all so y'all remember how I was telling y'all that I was taking a tolerance break for the reasons of not wanting to block myself from getting any opportunity and like just showing the universe that I'm willing to sacrifice. How about I secure some shit and it requires me to like pass a drug test? So I was absolutely right, but you know I had to get my last little smoke session in with some New York weed. That New York weed be hitting for something. I ain't gonna lie to you. It was pretty good. I don't know. Well, honestly, I don't know if it was hitting because I was just in New York and I was smoking, like, looking at the scenery, and it was just very beautiful for me. Um, Because, you know, smoking in a new scenery can also do it for you. You know what I mean? Like, that can change your whole high, your whole experience. But, um... Yeah, it was very intentional when I broke it. I had a good time. I smoked twice, too. Mm-hmm. I smoked in Times Square, and I smoked uh, by the subway station before I left. I sure did. And it was damn good. So I didn't even realize that it, weed was legal in New York until I really got there. And I was like, yeah, 
If you think I'm leaving this bitch without smoking something, you are mistaken. I'm leaving this bitch with something. Uh, honestly, um, it was just the best time of my life. It really was. And yes, I'm gonna be dragging it. I'm gonna be posting and talking about it until I go back and it's gonna be a good motherfucking time when I go back too. I go back on September 4th for fashion week. So say your prayers and good lucks to me. I really need to like work out all the fucking food that I ate. I ate so much. I ate so good while I was there. Oh my God, I ate so good. There's nothing like Houston food because Houston food just like, I'm a, I'm a Southern girl at heart at the end of the day. Like I need that good, heavy Southern cooking with gravy and biscuits and yes, but oh my god the new york food is different like you can just get anything from over there so i had pizza i had vegan jamaican food i had like uh like a assortment of soul food up there i had um i had smash burger up there i had what else did i all right not smash burger shake shack up there um what else did i eat i ate a whole bunch of shit it was just a lot going on um, but it was so good, and Bloomberg just kept feeding me. I was like, I literally just ate, and y'all gonna have another meal prepared for me? I love that for me. They took care of me so well, y'all. They flew me out, all expenses paid, um, hotel, car, um, food, all that. It was just a beautiful time. Um, yeah, I ate well. I'm going to have to, like, figure out how I'm going to, like, tone back up, do something. Because I just ate a lot. Honestly, no lie, the walking was enough. The walking probably evened it all out. The walking. I thought, so I thought my hotel was a little bit closer to headquarters than it was. So it was, like, a 15-minute walk. But I only brought heels to New York. I did not know that people did not wear heels, like, to walk around like I know that sounds silly but I wear heels all the time so I did not think that it was going to be a theme because I was talking to my mentor about this and she was like yeah I experienced the same thing like you know coming from North Carolina to New York like I was just you know shocked as well because in North Carolina we wear heels because we are ladies and I was like absolutely right I am a lady I went out there in my little four inch heels um professional wear down thinking I was doing something babes feet was busting feet was busting 10 minutes in I said hold on the concrete jungle is nothing to play with uh-uh especially if you don't know where the fuck you're going oh my god there's no reason why I should have been walking from Times Square from my hotel it was only a 20 minute walk but I made it like a 40 minute walk because I got lost like what's really the tea what's really the tea but it was such a good time are you kidding like um I like just exploring new places like I like I don't mind walking places at all one of my one of my non-negotiables for a job like a full-time job is be, like living in a walkable city like wherever I live I have to live I have to live in a walkable city so I don't mind that at all but I just know next time I need to be prepared for the footwear I will be bringing my sneakers and my little uh my little slip-ons I sure will I don't I didn't even bring my Crocs like I was in the shower barefoot and I don't do that. You can literally get foot fungus or like ugly foot from that shit. I always wear Crocs in the shower at places that are not my residence. Um, yeah, no bueno, no bueno, no bueno. Mm, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Even though, even though I was there for just a cute little second, I felt like so at home. It was like a home away from home. It's so different from Houston, but... It's so different from Houston, but it feels like it's where I'm supposed to be. It feels like where I I would thrive there. You know what I mean? Like, I do so well in Houston, and I've gained so much in Houston, and, you know, I've grown so much here, but I think that New York will just take me to that next level, and I'm so willing to move there, God willing. Just let me know when I need to do what I need to do because I've already been in talks with the universe just give me the green light 
and it's up from there it's up i love it they love me it was love at first sight i loved her before i even knew her i was telling somebody you know i want to move to new york and this is for you if you're listening i want to move to new york and they said basically it's not realistic you know what i said it's not realistic for you and i hope that you're listening (laughs) it was very beautiful um I wish that I could have stayed a little bit longer to have more free time, but I know that I'll be there for literally like a week and some change next week. So I'm not really tripping. I'm too excited because Fashion Week is really what it's going to turn me up. Oh my God. Y'all, it's like, it's given that I might not even come back. It's given that I might not even come back. Like if I get signed up there, if like, something amazing happens while I'm out there like oh my god like I'm just praying on it like fuck this has been my dream for so long and it's finally setting in and it's happening because I think I just needed to get there I think I just needed to get there to New York to literally just like scope out the scene see what the vibes are to like actually get excited I'm the type of person to where like okay you can tell me something like it's gonna happen but I don't even believe you and then I'm not gonna sit here and get excited about it until it happens so I'm just like heart to racing, like suitcase is not even unpacked. Like this isn't my suitcase, it's my dad's suitcase. Um, I've stick a carry-on, which by the fucking way, at TSA, they need to calm the fuck down. They need to calm the fuck down. At IAH, I ain't never had no issues at hobby. But IAH, them bitches are some bullies. Why are you yelling at me at 6 15 a.m.? Leave me alone. They talking about some, I'm late and I'm holding up the goddamn plane. The the, the plane don't take off until 6.55, bitch. I'm here at 6.30. What you talking about? You late. Telling me I got to hurry up and put my laptop. Bitch, back up. Back up. Because the plane ended up being delayed anyway. Worry about why this plane can't take off at the right time. Why are you saying talking talk about, I'm, I'm late? The plane don't take off. Ain't scheduled to take off until 20 minutes. What are we saying? I didn't like that. And then at uh, pre-check, they was just tripping. They threw away my eco-styler. They threw away my moves. I had just bought that shit the night before. Like, please, get the fuck out of here. I was hot. Ooh, that was hot. That actually made me have to, like, try. At least I tried to walk to be used whenever I got to New York. But, like, I ran out of time because I didn't adjust. I didn't adjust my time from Houston time, Central time, to whatever time is, I think it's Eastern time in new york so um that definitely threw me off a little bit especially with my sleep schedule oh my god i was so sleepy that makes sense i was so sleepy i was like babe i can't even breathe around this bitch i'm tired and i have something to talk so much oh my god but it was beautiful um it was an hbcu intern summit i feel like i should kind of explain like why i was there but um Yes, I was invited by a recruiter from Bloomberg to attend their three-day intern summit for news and media. As y'all know, I'm back in school um, for television, radio, and film. And I was invited to go out there basically to be fast-tracked to their 2023 internship program where I'll have the opportunity to basically like work in their newsroom and uh basically be a motherfucking business slash financial journalist i don't know shit about shit about goddamn uh the financial world i know a little bit about business but um it was so beautiful going in there because well i'll talk about that in the episode i feel like i'm gonna get too deep into that but it was such a beautiful moment because i really was scared about not being able to you know fit in there because i'm a I'm a journalist. I'm a motherfucking, I'm a news girl. I'm a media girl. And Bloomberg is very obviously like business and finance. So I was intimidated, but quickly got reminded of who the fuck that I am. I'm that girl. And, you know, that's exactly why I treated myself to a goddamn blend. Two of them. Two of them. Two of them. Two of them. I had a beautiful time, y'all. I can't wait to go back. New York owes me nothing. You're listening to episode 20 of the Blow Up Podcast. Hashtag, I love New York. I felt like a fish out of water 
um, this trip for me was definitely about getting out of my comfort zone and getting out of my comfort zone, getting out of my comfort zone can be really hard for me because A, I'm already set in my ways and I'm very used to how I live my life and how I do things, how I talk, how I walk, um, how I socialize, when I socialize, where I socialize, um, just, I'm very much so in control of what I do in my life every day. And also, I can be very fearful and I can be very indecisive. So that control keeps me, you know, balanced, keeps me leveled out. But when I went to New York, it definitely tested me and made me kind of have to step outside of that just a bit um, to kind of let me know who I am. I think that I use all of those measures of control to kind of keep me feeling secure, um, especially kind of being by myself in Houston. It's just been like a safety measure for just my mental health and just keeping myself together. But um, I definitely felt a immense amount of growth come out of me from being out over there. I feel like New York is very much like a city where you can go and you can grow or you can go low and I just know that if I moved there full time like I would just become my maximum potential like I would just be the biggest that bitch ever I feel like the environment just teaches you to stand up for yourself to go for what you want be straightforward and not be apologetic about it and that's the type of environment that I need because I think that for so long I'd be like short selling myself and like being way too over accommodating to you know other people and other things and just like overthinking everything and just putting fluff around things and just like doing too much of nothing to get to the end result and in New York it's very straight to the point like this is so funny but like okay so when I was waiting by the subway there was this man and I caught him staring at me and whenever people stare at me I definitely look at them and like stare back for a few seconds but I'm not gonna like have a like a stare down with you because I don't want you to come over here and strangle me um so I'm like smoking whatever whatever and I used my car to buy a lighter from the little from the little I don't know if that's considered a bodega but uh, it was like a convenience kiosk that was right there by the sitting area that it was in and so when I came back I sat down and I don't know what I did with my car but it ended up on the floor so I hear from behind me yo picked it up and I was like huh (laughs) and he was like your car is on the floor and I was like oh oh my god thank you so much I never would have noticed thank you so much and um he was like you're welcome and it was the same man that was staring at me and when he was walking away he was like and you got some pretty feet by the way I was like oh thank you sir I appreciate that it was hilarious it was hilarious because honestly that's not the first time I've been told that I have pretty feet I do have pretty feet if I must say so myself and they weren't even done professionally in the salon I actually painted them myself and like take care of them myself so actually it was a very nice compliment it was a little odd but it's really not the first time that I've heard that so it was just you might just be telling the truth here and I really appreciated it but it was just a little sentiment to me that like you know New York people are just different like they don't give a fuck like they're they don't have a sense of shame they do they are who they are they do what they do and they stand in that shit, and everybody just does their own thing. And if you're not vibing with it, then get the fuck on. Then get the fuck on. Keep it pushing. Keep it moving. That's all you do over there. And I vibe with that. I want that. And I want to work on being that type of person, like being straight to the point and keeping that shit pushing whenever something doesn't serve me. That's who I want to be. And just being so confident to the point to where I can tell somebody that their feet is pretty. Yes. I like that. I like that very much, very, very much. The energy there is just contagious. And I was just taking notice of like the vibes that were being presented to me. And that was definitely like a big one. Like everybody's out there doing their big ones. So there's no time to sit here and stop and, you know, 
kiki and like be whatever whatever about nothing that isn't really like doing anything for you in the moment everybody's just like on their grind mode and i respect that like that's just where i am right now in my head i'm like mentally i'm already on next year okay literally i'm already thinking about next year excuse me i feel like you know besides the literal time jump from houston to new york which is an hour there's literally a change in time and the way that time works over there everything's just so much faster and that's something that i had to get used to uh just being from the south i feel like i'm just very lackadaisical take my time with everything which i probably won't change i like taking my times with things and um i will never just really rush myself but that sense of urgency and that sense of having a a schedule things to do points to hit things to you know accomplish i like that energy because i don't like feeling stagnant and i don't feel like i don't have I like I don't like not feeling like I have or like what am I trying to say? I don't like not feeling like I don't have something to do. Like I don't have something to look forward to. And I think that the energy there the energy there is so supportive of a go-getter like if you're there, you're not no lazy ass bitch. You know what I'm saying? If you're there, you're on a mission. And I just fuck with that. I feel like the energy is like, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I think that Houston is definitely a hustler city as well, but just in a different way. I think that New York is for the people that are like getting it out the mud. And Houston is for the people that are kind of already established and looking to scale that's what the difference is is what i'm learning um because a lot of people move to houston to like start their business and you know to just like get their get their get their life basically um or like you know moving their businesses like they already have a location in atlanta they already have a business in la or they already started uh in washington or they're they're coming from new york and they're coming to you know just scale their shit, make their shit even bigger. But a lot of people in New York, they're planting their roots there and they're like getting shit off the ground there. And that's something that I definitely noticed. So why was I in New York? You might ask. I already answered this, but I'm just gonna say it again. I was out there for an intern summit for Bloomberg, which is a business and financial uh or finance newsroom slash like analytics service so they service different companies in terms of investments and uh just like overall providing access to a lot of financial data and shit going on in the business world stocks all that bullshit i don't know nothing about that i was just there because i write (laughs) i was just there because i be talking but it was a very, 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 very beautiful experience. I learned so much. I learned so much. Um, I was surrounded by HBCU students, black students, minority students. Um, the leadership was all minority led, mostly HBCU students, and we were able to shadow within our respective programs. There was a lot of engineers there. There was a lot of like programmers there um just like dope ass talented as young people young black people black women um i was just so honored to be there and i was feeling like i was intimidated you know just like going not necessarily because of my my cohorts but because i knew the type of company that i was walking into and i knew that my background low-key did not match even though it was a newsroom i was like i don't i can't put two and two together (laughs) so i don't know how this is gonna go for me um but when i got there you know i felt so welcomed and the energy was just very welcoming and genuine they were very heavy on the fact that they train they 
are investing you as a professional and they're there to help you grow and they're going to take your strengths and mold them in order to be who you need to be you know for that company and it doesn't matter that I can't put two and two together because they can teach me how to put two and two together so um that was just like so comforting to hear and also to hear other other people who already work there kind of share the same sentiments like there was a girl there who had no financial background but she was one of uh the many business journalists in their newsroom and you know she was saying how she was just so intimidated by the fact that she didn't know anything about finances or business but she took a coding class she took you know she took it upon herself to to do some self-learning and also just took advantage of the training and development that they were able to give her and she's so successful she's there to this day and um, it was just inspiring for me to see other black girls in the same boat sharing the same predicaments and still ending up in you know the most favorable situations being paid adequately beautiful benefits beautiful city beautiful lifestyle enjoying their jobs this was not no for fake shit like this was very much like everybody who I talked to at that company genuinely enjoyed their jobs and they treat their employees so fucking well like it's definitely a company that I would want to work for um in the future and y'all know how I'll be talking I don't want to work for nobody but it was it's definitely an option and definitely a beautiful opportunity because you know how when you go to career fairs and like the people from the companies or whatever organization they be talking and it just be given in genuine just be given for fake and it was super authentic i could tell that every word that they said came from their their personal experience and working there truly meant something to them and um it meant something to me to be able to share that space and just feeling like I belonged for sure, for sure, for sure. Because like I said, I was intimidated, but um, after getting the opportunity to shadow, um, to network and connect with these people and, you know, just dive deep into the, into the news and media room, I quickly realized that like, I am that girl. Like, I know what I'm talking about. Like, I'm here for a reason. I worked hard to get here. You know what I mean? Like, everything that I've done up until this point has gotten me here. They wouldn't have chosen me out of 300 motherfucking applicants reached out to me because I didn't even know about this opportunity. They used to, I was reached out to come. You know what I mean? Like, I was invited to go. So, um, it just wouldn't have happened if I wasn't that girl, if I wasn't capable, if I wasn't every bit of experience. So, that's why I was there, and um, that's how I was able to get there. I worked really hard on my application. It was a fairly simple application, but I tend to be kind of lazy in the application process. Um, so like I said, a recruiter reached out to me on LinkedIn. Tip for the girlies. In college, approaching college, get on LinkedIn. I don't care what they say about LinkedIn not working. I got this opportunity from LinkedIn, period optimize your LinkedIn, get a profile picture. It doesn't have to be suit and tie. Just make sure you look nice and friendly and presentable and like you could work in a business casual environment. Um, make sure it's like clear, shows a little bit of your personality, who you are, make a personalized banner. Don't use one of the banners that they have right there on the on the website. Make your own, go into Canva, make your own LinkedIn banner use like a background that has something to do with your industry put your name on there uh your title and your contact information your email and your number um optimize your headline to what you do not what you want to be but put that shit as if you do this shit and get paid a ninety thousand dollar salary to do this shit right now so if you want to be a engineer you need to or for whatever industry that you want to be an engineer for you need to put um, software engineer at, well, maybe not at if you're not doing it, you know, yet, but put software engineer in your headline so that when people are typing in, you know, uh, looking in to recruit for a software engineer, you're going to pop up because you've optimized your LinkedIn to, you know, to pull up for search 
for search, uh, for such searches. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, for example, me. Let me go look at what I have on there right now. And we can connect on LinkedIn, y'all. I'm putting my LinkedIn in the motherfucker bio too. We can connect there. It ain't no problem. It ain't no problem at all. So for my LinkedIn, I have podcast producer because I am a podcast producer. I produce um, and host, edit, curate content, et cetera, et cetera, for this podcast. Um, I'm an event marketing manager, social media strategist, and vibe curator. Um, my current job status is at the blow up as a podcast producer and Texas Southern University is my university on here, Houston, Texas, in the United States. And from there, just looking at the top of my profile, they can already see what I'm about. They know what I do, they know what I you know what I'm skilled in, and they know where to contact me. They know where I go to school, they know where I go to school at. So once the recruiter saw um you know, this, however she found me, she DM'd me on LinkedIn, invited me to apply, and that's what I did. I had to um, just send in my resume. I sent in a very personalized cover letter. Um, I could probably make that a template low-key and, like, give y'all that shit for free. Hell yeah. Um, very personalized cover letter. My portfolio, I made a portfolio for this. Um, for everything that I've done with my podcast, with social media management, um, with, you know, just being a media personality, a content creator, a digital content creator, marketing in general, digital marketing, everything that I've done in the past three years, I put into a, uh, a portfolio that I made in Canva. And it's super simple, literally less than 10 pages. That just is a very quantitative visual um, presentation of all of my work skills and certifications um and what i basically bring to the table as a uh person that's skilled in digital marketing and media so i included that um some samples of my work and what else some references and i think that was it for the application um from there i was sent to a recorded interview where I apply, I prepared for that using Glassdoor. If you're preparing for interviews, I highly recommend to research the interview questions before you actually go into the interview. Um, I get very nervous and very anxious for interviews. I have very bad imposter syndrome to where I feel like I don't belong in the spaces that I'm being invited to and that I know I have the qualifications to be in. But for some reason, I have trouble expressing my story my strengths and my skills in a way that like sounds convincing I feel like I'm lying to like the interviewer so um I literally took out my notebook googled um Bloomberg intern interview questions and I wrote in all of those questions thought about my answers wrote them down practice with those questions and those answers literally like the day of the interview um that was set I practiced and um I got on there had my notes beside me and a lot of the a lot of the questions that were on there on Glassdoor were on the interview with the exception of a few but I was able to just freestyle because again I had already prepared for the most part so I didn't I wasn't caught off guard by any means so um I did that and I think like a week later, I got my invitation and my acceptance. So that's pretty much how I got there. I am really, I knew, I knew that like I had a pretty good chance of being accepted. And like, I, I did, a, I did the fucking work. Like it was a very good application. I'm not going to like lie and not toot my own horn. It was a very good application. And I'm very proud of myself. So, um, I was literally like shitting bricks whenever I got that email, but I don't know. I wasn't so excited for a couple of weeks because I was just like, it's not that I didn't believe it, but I feel like sometimes good things will be presented to me and they'll be like snatched away at the last minute. So I think that's also a part of imposter syndrome, just feeling like, you know, 
I don't deserve good things or like good things won't last for me. And um, I wasn't even really able to be excited about this opportunity until like the day before, the day of, really until I got there. Until I was in the airport is where it really set in that I, I was going to New York, bitch. And I was invited, you know, free of charge. I was going for free 99. So um, it was it was an experience for sure. Just like being able to say that I accomplished that meant a lot to me because I did it by myself like not not by myself like shout out to the recruiter um a black woman at that every opportunity let me just say that every opportunity that's kind of pushed me forward on this like journey of me becoming who the fuck I am a black girl in media that's been given to me by a black woman period um this was my my second solo trip so then my first solo trip, I went to Destin, Florida. And I went out there just for leisure. I didn't go out there for business or anything like that. This was kind of different because me going out there, like I would be busy from eight to seven. I'd be busy from like, well, I'd be up and from like 6.30, 7 a.m. and then up until like 8 30 9 p.m but really the first night that I got there I stayed up until like 2 a.m because I wanted to go explore and I knew I didn't have much time but I was busy doing stuff at the headquarters for most of the day so it was different in that aspect because in Florida I just had a lot of time to just you know walk around and ponder my thoughts and play my coochie and um journal and do all this rah-rah and eat wherever and I ate a lot here too as well but it was more serious here like it was much more structured here like I had things to do like I was here for business I was focused I was very much focused um there was goals that needed to be hit here and I think that it kind of affected my experience in the way that I just had a different perspective of traveling by myself I guess I felt like maybe it was to change in location too but mm, I think that I was just like more more I don't know how to explain it I'm trying to explain like the difference in like the vibes of the two um I think I also felt more confident this time around. Like, I'm always going places by myself here in Houston. Um, I think I was a little nervous in Destin, going to, like, another state by myself, let alone another city. But um, especially because I just didn't know really what to do or, like, what was good to do by yourself out there. Uh, more of an idea of like how I can move and what things would be enjoyable to do by myself out there in New York you know I just didn't have the time to do it I think I enjoyed my company a lot better for sure I think I enjoyed my company a lot more um I was just able to just chill and relax and like let my guard down I felt like no need to be looking over my shoulder like that like that <clears throat> until it was like 1 a.m and I was on the New York streets on Lexington and 43rd trying to motherfucking find my way back to my hotel that's when I got a little bit nervous because the homeless people was outside okay the homeless people was outside I was scared but um I was surrounded by people 75% of the time so like at the headquarters like I was surrounded by HB other HBCU students and um I was excited to meet new people for sure but I don't think it really clicked that I was going to be, like, with other students until I got there. I don't know. I wasn't prepared for the social aspect of it, I will say. I was not prepared for that because I'm so used to being by myself all the time, like, catering to my own needs. Like, if I don't I don't really be wanting to social, like, to talk and have conversations that much anymore, to be honest. Like, I really just be to myself a lot, so I'm not used to it anymore. I want to get back to being, like, my social extroverted self for sure. 
So this was a push in the right direction because I was talking. Oh, my God. I had to network, y'all. I had to network my little ass off. She was on. She was getting them LinkedIn connections, okay? She was getting them LinkedIn connections. I was having to talk my little tail off. Um, It was a little awkward for me at first because I low-key have lost way with my touch of socialization like I just find that I have no interest like I can't I don't I can't force myself to have interest in people that I'm not truly genuinely like interested in like not to say that I was having like non-genuine conversations like all the genuine all the conversations and people that like I connected with were like amazing but I literally had to force myself to care about interacting like I would have just been cool sitting there and soaking in all the information and observing, but it just takes another step out of me to have to like actually engage actively. And I did not used to be like this. It's now a struggle for me to um, want to engage with other people because I'm just so used to my own company now. So it's just, it doesn't make a difference to me either way. Um, But I think that that can give the impression to other people that I'm not approachable and I want to be approachable I want to make friends for sure but I'm just so used to my my little way of life now so I think I might have been giving like bitchy vibes I hope I wasn't because I know that the other people went out like I think both nights and I just was not trying to do that like I was just trying to like see the vibes of what was going on I took my little tour of the city at night on the bus smoked my little blunt and like that was my night and I had a beautiful time I they was finna go outside and like go brunch and go to the club I was like I was just not on that at all and I felt pressured, honestly, I felt kind of pressured, like, to be on that just a little bit, but I knew at the end of the day, like, I was there for, like, business, and not to say that they weren't there for business, but I just know me, and if I get on 10 like that, I'm not going to be focused, like, I was going to be sleeping until 2 p.m. the next day, Um, but I also felt like maybe I was missing out on an opportunity to, like, make true friends you know what I'm saying like I've been manifesting new friends new close friends and um I can't help but wonder if like my attitude in that regard is like what's keeping me from making new true connections like in like a friendship type of way you know what I'm saying like instead of because I went like the last my last night there I went to sleep. I was so exhausted from the night before. As soon as I got back home from the headquarters, I took a shower and took my ass to bed at 7.30. Didn't wake back up until like 12. And um, I just went and smoked the rest of my joint outside the hotel and just like looked at the sky. And I was having a good time. I was going to come back and watch Carisha Please and go about my business. Um... I had to catch up on schoolwork, too, the first night. So I was just chilling. Like, I really just wanted to take in the the energy and the vibes of the city. I wasn't on no club vibes at all. Like, that was never my intention coming there. But I ran into some of the other students that were there, and they had just come back from, like, I don't even know where they had came back from, but they were starting up. And they were having a kickback in somebody's room. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But, like, I was in my bon- I was in my scarf, like, my bonnet and my scarf and, like, my biker shorts. I had a little jacket on because I was just chilling. And I was just not in the mood to be partying and drinking. Like, I was just – I was not on that. I don't know how many times I have to express that. I just was not. And I felt bad because I was, like – I don't know. I felt like I could have just, like – it wouldn't have hurt me to go. But at the same time, I just didn't feel like it. So something that I was kind of, like – pondering on is sometimes I feel like I have to be in the mix to have a good time and to connect with people um and I also have major FOMO oh my god that's something I struggled with really really bad back in high school was FOMO because my mama never let me go anywhere like she was so strict I could literally go nowhere nowhere so um I developed really bad FOMO like 
I would be sick to my stomach if I missed out on any type of social event. Um, but I've kind of gotten to a place to where I'm cool. Like if I go, I go, if I don't, I don't like I go where I want to go, what I want to go. I do what I want to do when I want to do it. So it kind of brought me back to that space of having FOMO and being like, well, should I go? Like, what if I'm missing out on like making new friends and like having a cool experience in New York with new people? Um, but I've kind of settled on the sentiment that I don't have to be everywhere with everybody. Like, doing what they're doing because I'm my own person and like again I have to have boundaries I wasn't there necessarily to turn up like that's coming up soon I was there for like a very specific opportunity that meant a lot to me so um my free time was really my downtime I, I prioritized rest I was really tired and I was really achy from having to walk so much in heels and I really just wanted to rest at the end of the day but I still felt like a little bad I kept like overthinking it, you know, being maybe a little bit, not even like, yeah, like standoffish maybe. Like I don't want to present as that at all, but um, I think that that just comes with standing on your 10 and like just being you and doing what you want to do is sometimes you will be the oddball owl and that's kind of how I felt throughout this trip. Not necessarily being the oddball, but I just understand that I'm a little bit different. Because um, I also am a little bit older than some of them because I took my time off from school. So that was another thing. Um, just kind of realizing that I, I'm just a little bit different. And I wasn't older than all of them. Like I was pretty much, a lot of them were 21. Um, so it wasn't that big of an age gap, but I have had a different life experience and just like a varied um, experience of school and life itself. So I don't, I'm not going to be moving the same types of ways. Like I'm going to be navigating the city different. You know what I'm saying? So just doing what feels right to me and not feeling pressured to do what everybody else is doing. Like that's so high school. I feel like, oh my God, that reminds me of like how people would be like, on Twitter, how girls have leaders of their friend groups. And honestly, that is true. That is true. Some friendships do have, like, leaders, per se. They're not, like, assigned leaders, but, you know, just, like, there will be, like, a unspoken on um, hierarchy of just, like, the people within the friend group. Like, there's always the most extroverted person, and then there's the more um, timid people who don't really make decisions like that and, you know, that type of vibe. Um, I feel like I can be, not I can be, but I feel like it can kind of be a little bit, what am I trying to say? It can be like there's a little bit of pressure to move like that. Something that I noticed not being in school is kind of speaking to like that group thing with like having leaders a lot of friendship groups like younger friendship groups in college they move in packs like if one person doesn't want to do something like it'll cause a a whole like uproar and like okay well I want to go this or I want to go here like can we go already can we go already but me at my big age I'm just thinking like okay well you go do that and I'll go do this and we'll meet up in a second like it's not a big issue but like everybody wants to move in packs and everybody wants to do the same thing and like everybody's scared to like kind of measure off it's something that I noticed like we're all grown you know what I'm saying and I feel like I've kind of already accepted that and I move as an individual so I think that's another reason why I felt a little bit different um as far as like socializing and networking and whatnot um but I think that's just a part of like my growth and just who I am now as a as a individual. Like I'm still college age. I keep acting like I'm 32. I'm not 32. <laughs> I'm not 32. Like I'm still a young bitch. Fuck. But yeah, that's just kind of something that I was thinking about while I was there. It's just like um kind of like maintaining who I am and feeling comfortable with who I am and being confident in it. Just not feeling pressured to be or do anything that I'm not um I promoted my podcast I felt like weird promoting it but I did and like shout out to everybody who's listening from the summit love y'all
I was a little bit like nervous to bring it up. Um, but I did. I don't know. That's just another thing about me, like becoming more confident out there. Like, I why am I not treating my podcast like my motherfucking baby? You know what I mean? Like, my podcast is like low key a business. How is this shit gonna grow if I'm over here acting scared to promote it? So I did. It was a good time. I'm proud of myself. I'm so proud of myself for going out there and like doing what the fuck I did. Like, I did my big one. I impressed myself. Um, I really like stepped up to the plate and just like sat in my power as a big grown boss bitch who has a lot of talent and a lot of smarts and a lot of potential to do whatever the fuck I want to do in this life and it showed like the compliments that I got from my mentors and um you know just the leadership in the room it was just amazing confirmation and affirmation that I'm doing the right things and I'm on the right track and I'm just like doing everything to the best of my ability and I'm doing it right so it's just very fulfilling for me and I've come out of this experience with just a lot more like balls and a lot more confidence to just do what I need to do unapologetically and I'm very grateful I love you New York And that's all that I have for you today on episode 20 of the Bullet Podcast. Hashtag, I love you, New York. I truly do. My first love. <laughs> I would truly move there. Like, don't be surprised if you see me in New York in 2023. I'm trying to tell y'all this vision board is doing its work. <laughs> Excuse me. I hadn't even birthed all episode. I know that's right. Shout out to y'all for listening to yet another episode of the Bullet Podcast. Shout out to all the regulars who tune in every single motherfucking Sunday. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast for new episodes every Sunday at 12 p.m. This one's dropping at 1 p.m., but don't mind me, okay? Don't mind me. Um, What else do I need to remind y'all of? Uh, 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 uh. Oh, follow the podcast on Instagram at bglow.up. Send a friend this episode who is dying to go travel to New York. Tell her that I said it's a motherfucking move and you're going to do your big one out there. You're going to become your best self out there. Send this to a friend who needs to go get her passport because I need to go get my passport. And let them know why this is the biggest 20 somethings podcast ever. Make sure that you also leave a rate and review on whatever streaming platform that you're listening to and let the girls know why this is your favorite podcast in Jesus' name. And I love y'all. Bye.